Adam, um, this morning the reading is from Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 27, and Eleanor's now going to read it. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day and be raised to life. Peter took took him aside and and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human, human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come down in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. In this passage, firstly we see that the the way of the Messiah is the way of the cross. Jesus has just reached a, a pivotal point in his relationship with his disciples. Peter has understood and declared that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God, the anointed one promised in the Old Testament to come and rescue God's people. From that time on, Jesus begins to explain the mission of the Messiah to his disciples. And it's fair to say it's not what they or the Jews in general were expecting. Instead of triumphant victory over the enemies of Israel, the Messiah would be rejected by the leaders of Israel and suffer and die at their hands. But after three days, he would rise again. They clearly don't understand it. And Peter, true to form, boldly takes Jesus aside and rebukes him. Never, Lord, this will never happen to you. Jesus sees Peter's well-intentioned rebuke for what it really was, a lie and temptation of Satan. Jesus knew his mission the reason for which he came. His suffering and death would not be pointless, but would achieve salvation for us. He knew what he must suffer for Peter's sake, for your sake, for my sake, for the sake of all who would follow him and for the glory of God. Thinking forward to the Garden of Gethsemane, there we get a glimpse into the acute anguish and temptation that Jesus felt about going to the cross. But it's not like this was the only time Jesus must have been tempted to seek escape from it. Surely it was an ongoing undercurrent of temptation throughout his life. The maker and sustainer of the universe, the eternal son of God, the prince of heaven. How could he willingly subject himself to such treatment? We rejoice and are eternally grateful that Jesus did resist temptation to the end. That he died on the cross and three days later was raised to life. So the way of the Messiah is the way of the cross. But then secondly, the way of the Messiah's followers is the way of the cross. 
if the way of the Messiah, the teacher, is the way of the cross, so it is for the disciple, the follower also. He doesn't ask us to do anything that he did not do or wasn't prepared to do himself. Jesus, the perfect leader, leads by example. If anyone would come after me, says in the ESV or in the NIV, whoever wants to be my disciple, anyone, whoever, this is not optional. It's not simply for the super keen or the top disciples who, who are looking for extra brownie points. It is for all who would follow Jesus. We are to deny ourselves. We must die to self-will, to living by our own standards and according to our desires. Our lives are not our own, but we place them into the hands of a loving saviour and king. I must surrender the crown of my life before the true king, Jesus. We are to take up our crosses and follow him. We must embrace God's will, no matter the cost. We must be willing to follow Jesus wherever he would lead us. And though unlikely for us in the, in the comfortable West, even to die for his name if we are called to. But for all of us, in taking up our crosses, we must be prepared to look foolish and weak in the eyes of the world. At this point, it's, it's right to stop and recognise that this is a high calling, and it is hard. Jesus goes on to explain, if you want to save or protect your life, you'll lose it. If you reject God's will and pursue your own, if you try to grasp onto the crown of your life, in the end you will lose it. But whoever loses their life for the sake of Jesus will save it. If you're willing to give your life over into his hands, he will keep it safe. This is classic Jesus turning things on their head. In the words of Jim Elliot, very famous words, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. I'm just going to finish with a, a poem by C.T. Studd, then some words from a hymn by Timothy Dudley Smith that we can turn into a prayer. Firstly, a poem. Two little lines I heard one day, travelling along life's busy way, bringing conviction to my heart, and from my mind would not depart. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one, soon will its fleeting hours be done. Then in that day my Lord to meet, and stand before his judgment seat. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, the still small voice, gently pleads for a better choice bidding me selfish aims to leave, and to God's holy will to cleave. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, a few brief years, each with its burdens, hopes and fears, each with its clays I must fulfil, living for self or in his will. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. When this bright world would tempt me sore, when Satan would a victory score, when self would seek to have its way, then help me, Lord, with joy to say, only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep, in joy or sorrow thy word to keep, faithful and true whate'er the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. 
Oh, let my love with fervour burn, and from the world now let me turn, living for thee and thee alone, bringing thee pleasure on thy throne. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one, now let me say, thy will be done. And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll say, twas worth it all. Only one life, twill soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Let's pray. Lord, for ourselves, in living power remake us, self on the cross and Christ upon the throne. Past put behind us, for the future take us, Lord of our lives, to live for Christ alone. Amen. Amen.